0: Get ready to strap on your boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have Shannon Polson. She is an author who was the first woman to fly the Apache, or one of the first women to fly an Apache helicopter in the Army. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much, Jason. Great to be with you.
0: And that right there, I mean, when I saw that, that you were one of the first women to fly an Apache helicopter, I was like, wait a minute, she's a tough, tough, you know, girl, I got I got I got to find out how did that happen? Like, what? Like, why were you one of the first women to fly one of those?
1: I mean, it's just a lot of this ends up being timing, but I was an ROTC at Duke University and, uh, and I figured if I had time to serve, I wanted to do it in the most challenging and the coolest way possible. So I branched aviation, qualified for it, of course, and then branched aviation. And then just as I was graduating, combat exclusion was lifted and the Apache opened mm-hmm. up to women. So nice. I was pretty excited to be able to qualify and have the
0: opportunity to, uh, to serve in that way. That's awesome. That's so fortunate. And in, in this episode, we're going to talk about how to use the grit factor in a changing world. And you wrote a book called The Grit Factor that has to do with courage, resilience, and leadership in the most male dominated organization in the world. Now, why do you say, I guess you're talking about the army, right? So, so, so. so so, so, I mean, it's pretty obvious why the military is the most dominant, male-dominated organization in the world, but how did you use the grit factor to kind of, um, you know, I guess, navigate through that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, I, of course, now have the opportunity to bring the Grit Factor to companies and organizations across the country and around the world because the ideas resonate so deeply in any of the industries. But the Grit Factor breaks out really as a result of not just my own experience, but also interviews with dozens of other leaders in the vanguards of their fields who happen to be women and they happen to be military. And the reason there's that focus Uh, because all of those lessons apply, again, no matter what kind of industry you're in, is because each of these leaders faced what we call a double crucible, facing both the challenges of the job, but also working within an environment that may or may not have been supportive of them being there, and in some cases
0: was openly hostile. Interesting. So this could uh, definitely enter into a lot of different industries, because what you're saying about people being hostile and, you know, look, it's, it's no uh, secret that uh, the corporate world, the entrepreneurial tech world and whatnot has been very male-dominated for, for centuries, right? And women have been finally breaking through in the past 50-plus years, right? And it's only gaining steam now. And so in your eyes, from your, per, uh, from your uh, perception, what, what do you think is one of the main things women have to do today in order to break into a certain industry?
1: Yeah. And Jason, uh, you know, I had the opportunity after the military to earn my MBA at the Tuck School at Dartmouth and then work in two male-dominated fields, one the medical device industry and one was technology at Microsoft. Jesus,
0: two very, very and- tough ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now, of course, I bring these lessons that are both military and corporate to, you know, finance and restaurants. And today I'm speaking to a large real estate group and I have them booked with an insurance group. And I mean, literally anything that you can think of, this applies to. And it applies not just to women. But also to men, because at the end of the day, if we're letting everybody bring their contributions to the table, which allows us to have the best results and the, the best end game, right? Uh, then, then both men and women have to be involved in this. But from the female perspective, uh, it really is not that dissimilar from the male perspective. And that we really look at starting with the commit phase, which is owning our past, our story, and our core purpose. Doing the work then for the second part of the GRIT triad, which is learning, that's deep engagement in the present, building your team, being an active listener, and building the mindset for success, for grit, and for resilience that builds that grit and resilience scientifically proven to be possible to do. And then that last part of the grit triad is launch. And launch is moving forward with audacity, the willingness to take risks, the willingness to fail with authenticity, being true to ourselves, and then ultimately with adaptability. And all of us know in the last couple of years that adaptability really is the crux of grit, resilience, and all of our our peak performance.
0: Great. And, and let's say you do have this triad, right? And you try to implement each piece of the, each leg of the triangle, right? And, uh, you have this male-dominated industry and you're trying to break into, say, the tech world and, say, the investors, the VCs, they're investing in the same startup that you have, but it's run by men and you're, you know, a woman-based or minority, you know, people of color or whatnot. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Our idea is better. Ours has artificial intelligence. Ours is a better version of these guys, but you're not funding us. So how do you, again, how do you navigate through that? How do you apply these methods you're mentioning because of the fact that you may still be pushed aside.
1: Yeah, I mean there's obstacles for all of us, and there are more obstacles for women, and there are more obstacles for people of color, for sure. There's no question. The the end result is that the employment of this grit triad, going back when you're frustrated, going back when you've been told no again, right? Part of being an entrepreneur, part of being a writer, this is now my second book, my first book, North of Hope, is a very different story, but lots of grit in that one as well. Part of being a writer, a fundraiser, an entrepreneur, all of that requires a lot of rejection, as all of your listeners. And there's going to be more of that, unfortunately, for both women and people of color. And so going back to that foundation, that that base of that triangle, which is the commit phase, every time you're discouraged to remind yourself of your story, to remind yourself of your strengths, where you've overcome failure and obstacles in the past, connecting again to your core purpose and then that gives you the foundation for grit to maneuver through any kind of turbulence and any kind of obstacles that come your way. Now, this is not easy, even given that, right? That's why it's called grit. Um, but at the same time, there's some pretty tried and proven
0: methods and frameworks that
1: you can employ to be able to be more successful.
0: I like it. And let's say that you were able to go back in time, right? Let's say, let's say Doc Brown shows up with a DeLorean and he says, I'll take you to one place so you can fix one mistake. What would you go back and fix that was kind of like a big moment where you're like, damn it, I could have saved years of time or money or whatever, like what, you know, we've all made mistakes, but what's one that you know that you would like to go fix?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, I think for me, it's more of a mindset. And this is a mindset that comes from maturity and it comes from experience. Uh, And it it is one that uh, is an understanding, really, that's part of that mindset, which is, understanding that you don't listen to the naysayers, right? That the naysayer, you put on the blinders and you focus. That doesn't mean you don't take in the information and filter it and understand where the pros and the cons are. But at the end of the day, especially for people where there are more obstacles in their paths, especially for women, especially for people of color, but for all of your listeners who may be pitching a new idea, going to VCs, going to angel investors, whatever that is, you've got to put those blinders on for the people that say this can't be done. Because any great idea yeah, has more naysayers than it has supporters until it gets some traction.
0: So it sounds like you allowed them to kind of infiltrate your mind at one point and you let them kind of hold you back. Is that what you're saying? And you, you wish you wish you could go back and tell your younger self, listen, don't listen to these idiots. Right. Do your thing.
1: <laughs> I think I knew that. But but still, there's this part of us that wants to make people happy and some Former fashion, and that can get in the way of, of that kind of progress and and moving forward. So find your team that will support you, and put those blinders on, and uh, and you just don't engage.
0: I love it. And one last thing, I wanted to ask you is if you could reach out to entrepreneurs out there, women, people of color, minorities, anybody who is doesn't have some sort of privilege, and they they have it a little tougher, right, to to break through the industry. What would you say to them as a piece of advice as how they can be the best version of themselves or how they can succeed in business, how they can start that new, that new venture? What, what should they do?
1: The first thing, Jason, I mean, truly, I wrote The Grit Factor for those people. So for every single one of your listeners, I really do hope you'll pick it up. It's Harvard Business Review Press. It's just coming up on its first birthday. And it's really excellent because it goes from the story into the concept, into the tactical takeaways. And that's really meant specifically for that kind of employment. The second part is take the course going for grit at thegritinstitute.com. That brings those lessons home. But at the end of the day, if I were to say one thing that I think often holds people back, especially people people who don't have that same privilege as others, it's be willing to take the risks. And entrepreneurs already are in that world, but you've got to stretch yourself more than you think you can. Get out of your comfort zone. It's something that's harder for a lot of us who are judged more significantly for doing exactly that. Uh, But know that that failure is part of the journey to success. Every successful person knows that. And uh, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and, uh, and make that
0: leap. And that's just it, isn't it, is fear, right? And and fear, unfortunately, is the most uh, common uh, emotion, right? It's, it's not love, uh, unfortunately, it's fear. And so people are too afraid to take that chance to quit their job, to move to a new city, to take the plunge in a new business and learn new skills. It's, it's tough. It's not easy, and that's why it's not for everyone. But for the people who are, try Shannon's book, try our course, Uh, And I'll put all the information on the the video and on the podcast notes for you guys to pick it up. It was a pleasure having you, Shannon. I appreciate it. And uh, awesome. And maybe one of these days, if I see a helicopter fly by, I'll think maybe it's you.
1: (laughs) Turn the nose to face the
0: wind. If you want to know what that means, read the book. But uh, that'll never steer you wrong. Awesome. Thanks again, Shannon. And thanks, everyone. We'll see everybody in uh, next week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you learned something in today's episode, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can learn more about me at JasonSherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, on Amazon. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on udemy.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving me a positive review and also by visiting patreon.com slash strap on your boots to become a member and get bonus material. See you in next week's episode.